Welcome back to my quarter life crisis, the 20 something podcast. Hello, little Christmas Carol. Another week has come and gone. Wednesday. Happy hump day. I wanted to say <laughs> having this podcast really makes me aware of how fast the weeks really go by. Mm-hmm. It feels like I blink and it's like, oh, Addison's coming back over to record. We really only have like two, three days off from the podcast if you like actually think about it yeah because it like wednesday you know we're like making shit trying to promote like the whole day and then thursday friday is chill saturday we're planning Planning. (laughs) sunday record and then editing so it's kind of like a full-time job if you think about it we're like moguls if you weren't aware (laughs) if i do say so myself how was your week honestly nothing notable which is honestly a really good thing i said no news is good news (laughs) Nothing crazy, which makes me happy. The long-awaited Harry and Meghan Netflix documentary came out, aka the one that they got paid $100 million for. I was trying to remember how much it was because person was like, so how did we were watching one of the episodes and he was like, so how do they make money? And I was like, I know they made a shit ton of money off of this, but I was thinking 10, but I was like, that's not enough. Mm-mm. And obviously like she has her podcast too. They have other sources of income, but I knew it was a fat ass check i think harry got a couple of book deals he has his book they had a big deal with spotify for the podcast so they got a big payout for that and i'm sure he had money in the bank whenever he departed from england i would like to know how the financials of that worked i think we will never know that but that would be interesting so the documentary came out And I thought it was going to be a little more juicy just based off of like the Oprah interview. Had you watched that one? Mm -hmm. So the Oprah interview was way more like shocking, but maybe the documentary isn't as shocking because Oprah kind of already got all of that out of the way. Yeah. But the documentary was, I mean, I think what there's two or three episodes out right now. I don't know how many, I don't even know when it's dropping and I don't know how many are dropping at a time. Yeah, I think I've watched two or three, question mark. I think it's been kind of cute. I mean, it it's interesting to see their relationship. I had no idea that they met on Instagram. Yeah. The royals are just like us. <laughs> Harry saw her on Instagram and said, I'm sliding in the DMs. No, it was Snapchat. He said that? Because it was the dog filter. Okay, I think he was confused by the story because he said he was scrolling on Instagram, but then he saw a Snapchat, and then he mentioned the dog filter, so the logistics are questionable. Neither here nor there. But the dog filter was involved, which is, like, iconic. (laughs) Really a a sign of the times. It's a sign of the times, (laughs) yes. (laughs) So that part was interesting for me. It was interesting to actually see the links they would have to go to to keep their relationship, like under wraps in the beginning i thought it was so funny how they would like go out in disguises the whole halloween thing i'm like that's honestly genius i didn't make it that far oh i watched the first episode he had like a full like mask on and she had like heavy makeup on and they went out they went out with like other royals i think but his whole face was like so covered like they could basically go out as like regular people (laughs) and just like party um so you only made it through episode one Mm mm-hmm what even happened in episode one? Nothing really just laying the foundation of Yeah, who I was they like are. talking about how they met, them being late on their dates. Oh, she like went to Africa with him. Okay. Episode two gets interesting because that's kind of when the public finds out and it 
really details also her relationship with her father and then also she has a biological niece that she didn't know about until like probably 10 years ago so it dives into that which is really crazy because I remember when their wedding came about there was like the whole thing with her dad like is her dad gonna come Mm -hmm. is he not gonna go and then it started making it seem like he was working with the tabloids selling stories but it's crazy because you watch this documentary and they had a really good relationship like growing up like from her perspective like nothing happened to like push them apart relationship yeah and there's also this part where she's getting texts from her quote-unquote dad but the way the texts are coming in it's like it's not him like the way because you know every person has a way of texting and it's like she's like this is not my dad that's texting me like I don't know who it is but like my dad texts with like dot dot dots and emojis and like whatever and it was like very like she doesn't have his number no like she she was thinking that his phone was compromised like either someone had stolen her dad's phone Uh or he had been paid to give his phone away and like text the royals but it was kind of crazy well she also has like an estranged relationship with her siblings too well she only has one i think half sister and she says in the documentary that Her parents got divorced, I think, when she was two, and then her mom had main custody of her, and her her half-sister is 17 years older than her, so they never, like, lived in the same household. I mean, the the documentary does a really good job of explaining that whole situation, and then even her niece, that is actually the sister's biological daughter, like, that sister did not raise her own daughter. The grandparents took custody of her and, like, raised her, and then... She even said, like, her mom is, like, not a really not really a person that can be reasoned with. But I thought it was really interesting. I feel like you don't give a shit. I'm trying to give a shit. I just cannot decide if I like Meghan Markle or not. Like, I want to like her because everybody else. Like, I think she genuinely does get so much unwarranted hate mm-hmm. and so much shit. I think it is, like, very reminiscent of Diana, which even the first episode of this, Diana was that bitch. She was that bitch. She was a like strong ass mom, like standing up to the media for her kids, even divorcing. That takes a lot of balls. I don't know. Diana was that bitch and the media hated her for it. And I think Megan like resembles a lot of that. Um, And so that they're kind of like a new target. So like I want to be on her side for those reasons. But her personality, there is just something about her. You don't agree. There's something about uh-huh. her. Like when she talks, I'm like, I could just punch you in the face. Really? Like there's just something like punchable <laughs> about her. Did you see that TikTok going around? maybe like a month or two ago it was like maybe like variety or like vanity fair and they were like so like what are you and harry watching right now and she was like well and it's the way she talks too she's like well we really don't have that much time to watch tv but you know after the kids are in bed um you know after i do my daily wordle (laughs) like she's trying to be like so like quirky and like relatable she's like after i do my wordle and then i i'm also i'm trying to learn french too i used i used to study and then i gave it up so i'll like do some of my french studying and then she's like but yeah there's just not that much on tv you know we just kind of scroll and scroll and scroll until we just finally land on something and she like talks for like three minutes about how she's kind of like too good to watch tv low-key like that's kind of what she's saying and then finally she's like but if we have to watch something white lotus (laughs) 
it was just so like megan answer the question you're we get it you're an intellect busy for tv you're kind of like unemployed <laughs> i mean let's be frank here you have some hobbies you have a podcast that's kind of like a flop mm-hmm um and i don't think that you're like producing this netflix show every day so don't come at me and saying you're too busy girl but she's not even trying to say that she's too busy because she's working she's like trying to make it sound like she's too much of an intellect to be bothered to sit down and watch tv i'm like girly pop you were a suitcase girl on a game show you were an actress on tv so so how are you gonna sit here and like kind of shit on tv i don't know but even that i was like holy shit you're kind of unbearable, like just as a person. I don't know. But I also understand because I I get the vibe that she tries really hard to get people to like her, but I don't really blame her because when hundreds and thousands of millions of people are just spewing hate at you all the time, I don't blame her, but I'm like kind of 50-50. I'm like, Megan, just you're she's her own worst enemy sometimes. Mm. Like I think she just doesn't help herself sometimes. But on the other hand, I think a lot of the shit that she gets has nothing to do with that. Yeah, episode two, you need to watch that one because it also gets into the whole like race thing and how she got so much hate from like the British media because she is half black and it's legit crazy because she you know she's mixed race but she passes like physically as a white woman yeah so she was saying like i never was like the end of like racist comments like and it was so jarring when those started happening because my whole life like she basically floated by under the assumption that she wasn't black so she never really had to deal with it and then the british media got a hold of her and like chewed her up and spit her out and then it was also the same time that all the Brexit stuff was going on, which I didn't really know a lot about. But apparently a lot of it has to do with like kind of like make Britain great again type of vibes, like anti-immigration and all this stuff. And they wanted it to be like just white people, which I had no idea. So that was kind of the same time that her relationship was brought about, which was really interesting to see like the actual like bad timing. Yeah, the timing of it all was horrible. And she got shat on. Yeah. And it's horrible. They're like, this American who's been divorced, who's black. It's like, Jesus Christ, like, cut her some slack. Like, she just fell in love with this guy. And now you're going to shit on her because she's half black. Like, what? Yeah. The standards and the expectations are genuinely crazy. Yeah. I think you should keep watching, though, because the the second, I think, I think there's two, second and third. Those ones are really good because it gets into stuff like that, which lays like a good picture of like what they really were going through. And if anybody else has watched it, like talk to me because <laughs> I'm just talking to Eric about it. And he honestly had no idea about anything. He's like, so who's that about Diana? And I'm like, oh, hell, come on. And so I had to keep sending him these TikToks on the Royals. He's like, oh, he didn't know there was conspiracies about her like being killed. Yeah, he had no idea. So I'm trying to like get him up to speed. <laughs> like 20 years later exactly so that's all you've done this week <laughs> honestly yeah okay my week was also pretty uneventful i'm really just sitting here trying not i've spent most of my week trying not to be bitter as hell because all of preston's family is in europe for damn near two weeks and just for clarification i'm not podcasting from europe so neither am i <laughs> I'm trying not to be bitter about it. It was never an option for us because Preston didn't have enough PTO. So like we were never going. But then once 
he had his surgery and now he's home for four to six weeks. I'm like, we got all the time in the world. But I was just unfortunately missing the um, extra 10K laying around. (laughs) Yeah, let me let me look at my back pocket. Uh, (laughs) Sell some feet pics really quick. Can I sell my kidney on the black market? (laughs) It's not a bad idea. The way my budget's looking like right now, it's a narrow. You know, I've looked into being an egg donor a few times. Do you know that you can get so much money for that? Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars per time you do it? I mean, yeah, but like I don't want my descendants just like walking around this earth without me knowing. I don't care. If it helps people have families that can't, that struggle to have their own families, like that's a cool thing. Yeah, but like wouldn't you feel like you would want to know who that person is? Like that's literally your child. No, it's not. It's my blood. It's not my child. That's your DNA. Like you are me. Well, we may have different perspectives on it because I have DNA that's out there that is not my family, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Like, I am the descendant, technically, of, like, people that are my DNA that I do not consider my family, so maybe I just have a different perspective on it. I would feel really weird, like, if I had biological children out there that I, like, was not, <laughs> like, I can't separate, like, no, my I get that. eggs from my yeah it's just like a whole thing like i can't imagine people that have children and don't give a shit about them like i cannot fathom that i was just saying that this week i was like there is literally no world where my child is walking around and i don't have a relationship with them like i think that about my biological dad sometimes like i rarely think about him but sometimes like it was my birthday and we didn't talk because we never talk (laughs) but i was like what like what do you think on a day like today you know what I mean? Like, on my birthday, do you even recognize the day? Like, does it even... Does it cross does your it, mind? Yeah. Click for you? Are you sad? Like, it's just... I could not ever fathom. Like, if I think about my kids moving out or not living with me, I hurt myself. And I'll start crying just thinking about that now. No, it's crazy. Because, uh, yeah, Eric also has a biological parent that's not around and i we talk about it we're like i we just don't like our brain cannot fathom like how that's even possible and i think i've come to a conclusion that they just don't have like there's some emotional part of their brain that just like is not there because like a person with full emotions like us like we could never do that like what are you talking about so it's like there's something like physically not there for them yeah i think a big thing with my biological dad because like when I was younger and like I I would see him we would talk sometimes and like even when like because my parents were married and so when my mom was pregnant I think that he did love me like Mm -hmm. I do think that but I just think that he loves himself more than he could ever love anybody and I think that that's just I think that's the root of a lot of it on top of addiction and other things but even even that like I think his love for himself like was um prohibiting him from getting clean for other people Hmm. i think it's like a love and selfishness for him specifically interesting anywho we can save daddy issues for another episode (laughs) so yeah i'm not in europe (laughs) i did get my tree up i'm so proud of you it was kind of (laughs) tedious tedious yeah what do you mean just fluffing all the branches i was like you can I am not in the holiday spirit this year. Via didn't want to help you? Oh, she was trying to help. You didn't show her how to fluff? She wasn't interested in fluffing. She was interested in tangling the lights after I untangled them. Oh, your tree isn't pre-lit? Mm-mm. Oh, hell. I got my tree from Dirt Cheap. Girl, 
I'm sorry for you. That is something else. <laughs> it was a Target tree, though, but it was like 100 bucks. But, like, why not just do a $200 pre-lit tree and then save, like, your happiness <laughs> and, like, not have to yell at your spouse? <laughs> Lighting it isn't the big issue. It's not a hard tree to put up. It wasn't difficult. I don't know. I think it's just my mindset. Mm. Our tree, this new one we got, there's not even, you know, oh, I, I don't know if you know. <laughs> If you put up a pre-lit tree, usually the sections have like different cords that you plug in together to keep it lit. This tree that we bought does not have any cords. The center pole that connects the tree is like the power. So once you disconnect it, it illuminates the rest of the tree. No, I've never heard of that. that. That's really cool. Yeah, this new tree that we got is legit. Where was it from? Home Depot, my favorite. Hmm. I try not to go to Home Depot because they're like big Trump supporters. Really? Oh, yeah, big time. But God damn. But Lowe's is more expensive. I was going to say, there's either Home Depot people or there's Lowe's people, and I, I like Home Depot. There is just something kind of homey about Home Depot. I just think they have way better product selection. Like, And there's one like half a mile from my house. Yeah, same. It's Whereas like, like right Lowe's, there. I have to go on the complete other side of town. Mm. Ugh. One thing that I have been dealing with, so bad this week okay so like three days ago i randomly was getting these text messages that was like your code for instagram like to log in is this this, and this oh hell and i was like shit so i got on it like really quick got on my instagram changed my password but then when i was in it was like recent sign on from somewhere in nigeria i was like <laughs> but i think that i got like i thought that i had like gotten ahead of it like fast enough because after I changed my password, it seemed to be fine. But then, or no, maybe it happened like twice because it was like kind of a thing, whatever. But so, you know, Instagram and Facebook are like together. So it was kind of quiet for like a day. And then, so that whatever night, the night we were putting up the tree, so Friday night and then yesterday, I kept getting these notifications on Facebook that was like recent sign on from here. But a lot of them were in Texas. Like one of them was like Cleburne. One of them was like Balch Springs. But still like, I'm not there. And so I'm saying like, no, it's not me. No, it's not me. And I'm changing my password. And it was happening so often. I was I changed my password probably like seven, eight times in the past like 48 hours. And so it finally kind of slowed down. But then yesterday it was happening again. And then I started getting notifications and it was like, so-and-so accepted your friend request. So-and-so accepted your friend request. And it was like names of people that would probably live in like Nigeria. Oh my God. And um, like obviously fake profile files like like pictures of animals like just obviously fake shit and so that was telling me that somebody was in your in account. my account befriending these people in other countries trying to get access somehow whatever that does and i still i was like no it's not me no it's not me changing my password and i'm literally changing it so often that i can't even remember what the last one was and so finally i got like facebook has this thing where you can do like um like an authenticator mm-hmm, app. like an app yeah do you have that I think I do, question mark, the duo authentication. Or? Yeah. Apparently, everybody should have that because once I got that going, I did it for my Facebook and my Instagram. Once I got that, I haven't had any issues. I did that yesterday, but it was crazy. Like, it was obvious once somebody got into my Instagram for like a minute or two, they had all of my information for Instagram, Facebook. And I don't think anything happened. Like, I didn't see any messages. The only weird activity was the friend request. But if anybody happened to get anything sketchy from me, sorry. I get that. That happens to me a lot. They never get in, but I'll get these random emails like, we have a login attempt for you and 
wherever and i'm like what the fuck and i show it to eric he's like what like why does this happen to you it's like my twitter that i no longer have or like my facebook at like 2 a.m and i'm like who's trying to hack me like what's going on that's like a first world problem that it honestly is jarring you're like someone is trying to cover my identity i was really i was like getting pissed off when it was happening to my instagram because i have so many pictures of like my kids and stuff and I don't know, just, like, not having true access to a lot of that and, like, stuff that's in my archives, like, mm-hmm. I would have been pissed. Everybody get your little duo authentication set up so no one can come for you and steal your no, identity. Seriously. And steal your Instagram from you. Okay, the only other thing that I want to talk about, I read two books this week. Also, oh, my God. I guess we should maybe say, because we've never said it, Um, we decided not to do a book club <laughs> Yeah, we cut that off. Because <laughs> you had a really good point. It was she, Caroline told me that it was making her feel like like assigned reading at school again. And I was feeling the same way, and I didn't like know how to word it kind mm-hmm. of like that. Once you said it, I was like, yes. I'm the type of person where if somebody forces me to read something, I don't want to read it because it's like an assignment. So... We're just going to read at our own leisure and for fun, and then we'll just talk about it as it arises. Exactly. Okay, so I saw this book on TikTok, and I saw a lot of people talking about it, so I was like, I'll give it a gander. I was clutching my pearls at the first page of this book. Oh, the one that you said the TikTok of? Yes. Listen, I'm down for a hot book, okay? But this book was unlike any book I've ever read. It was a good book, though. Like, it still had plot. A lot of the times when you read, like, a spicy book, you kind of compromise plot for spice. This one actually still had good plot, but it was literally probably 70% spice, 30% plot. It was the entire book. So if you're <laughs> if you're looking for something like that, it was, like, on another level. What is it called? Flip by Brianna Michaels. Hmm. So it was technically the second book in like a little series, I guess. So I went back and read the first one. It's like a little more niche. Like it's kind of, it's about like, it's going to sound lame. It's about gamers who, oh, hell. who like meet in real, like they game together for a long time and they finally meet in real life, but they've like had crushes on each other. That's what I'm saying. It's like a little more niche, but this one is like 10% plot. So it doesn't. There's not as much gaming. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no gaming in it, like hardly at all. It's just like that's kind of the background of it. But the plot is so like insignificant that it doesn't like bother you that much. <laughs> but man, Colleen Hoover, PG. Tessa Bailey, PG. Wow. I'm no prude and I was clutching my pearls. Was it unhinged? A little bit. Take me to dinner first. <laughs> that's all I got. What about the other? What was the other book that you read? Oh, it's called Glitch. Oh, okay. So those were the two. Yeah. So Glitch was technically first. Flip was technically second. You don't have to read them in any order. I still, I liked Flip better because of the plot. (laughs) Because of the insignificant plot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was really good though. Hmm. Well, that's that on book news. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about just a little part of being you know in your in your quarter life crisis is when you start to hit all of these milestones that you've honestly been waiting for your entire life and then what what do you do after you've hit your milestones so let's dive in i wish i could tell you (laughs) what would you say the first big milestone is that you were like looking forward to as an adult graduating college yeah i would say graduating college is like you're honestly waiting for that like 
all through high school. I mean, when you're in junior high and stuff, you're just ready to graduate, you know, high school. But then you're like, I'm going to graduate college. And the whole time you're in college, you're like pining away to get done with it. Yeah. Like, I'm so done going to class. I'm so done. I'm so done with my finals. I know I've said this on here before, but I remember specifically my mom said something one time. Like, we were talking about graduating and I was like. Free time. Yeah. I was like. I'm going to have more time once I graduate. Like, I'm going to have less on my plate because I won't have so much school and work going on. And I'm like, girl, if you only like knew, bop myself in the head. I would just kill to have my schedule that I had in college. The amount of time I had in a day, it was crazy. Like, no, now I wake up, I don't get home. So, like, I'm, and I don't take a lunch. HR don't come for me. Um, I'm like in my office working. You need to take a lunch. I cannot get into that right now. Okay. Um, and I get home by like six thirty or seven, and then it's like the sun is not up, and then you wake up and do it all again tomorrow. Yeah, and like I don't know why in college we didn't really think ahead to that. Like, what free time did we think we were gonna have? Like working a normal job. Well, people. I mean, it's it's always said nine to five. So you think like, oh, after work, I'm going to go do this or do that or whatever. I surely didn't anticipate on being pregnant my last semester. So, you know, I saw that different. I saw it going differently than how it did. How did you think? Like, what was your vision of what would happen after college? I just thought that I would graduate, hopefully get a job in my field using my degree. (laughs) (laughs) Have a nine to five, maybe like have an apartment. Just like the typical shit. Yeah. And then boom, pregnant. Yeah, this is something that I struggle with a lot, especially when I'm feeling like just really overwhelmed by life because I'm very much a person that like, like I'm always thinking about the next thing and like working on the next thing. And so I'm kind of at a place in my life where there's not really a next thing. And I feel like I'm just kind of looking around like, okay, what now? Like, is this, like, is this it? Like every day, like every, this is just my everyday now, like for the rest of my life. And like, that's kind of a hard thing to think about. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, because you, I mean, you have the house, you have a husband and you have two kids. So you're at the point where you're like, I don't ever, I don't think I'll be pregnant again. No. If my plan goes accordingly. <laughs> Fingers crossed. If you're not the 1% that can defy science, which you, you are. But so, I mean, we're not going to rule that one out. But I mean, you're married, you have kids, like. It just feels like check, check and check, you know. And now it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I've been having a hard time recently just being like. Like, we wake up and do the same stuff every day, work on the same stuff every day, and, like, I I have a hard time with that. Hmm. But do you also think, like, everything that you always wanted for you have now? Like, you wanted a family and, like, you wanted a partner and you have that, you have a home? I do feel that way, and this is me being, like, I'm a glass half empty kind of person. I unfortunately tend to focus on the things that I don't have versus the things that I do have. But like I know this about myself. And so like I do try to be conscious and like kind of snap myself out of it sometimes. So like while those things are true and I do know that in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but I have these things because I gave up other things. Like I gave up, like I've never lived by myself. So like I've, not to say that I gave it up. Like, I feel like that sounds harsh, but like, it's like I traded for these things. Like, I never lived by myself. 
like I didn't like after college it was like boom motherhood like I never got to have like kind of like downtime just being like a quote-unquote like free young person like outside of school because it was like I went from a student to a mother like immediately so like I feel like I never had kind of that time for myself that didn't have to go somewhere like somewhere else so I try to find like I try not to focus on like that negative aspect but it's like sometimes that's what's going on in my head and it's not that those things aren't valid because those things are true and I think it's okay to I think it's okay to feel sad that like I miss missed out on some things and I feel like that may sound harsh but like it's just the fact like I did um but at the end of the day like I made that choice I made the choice to stay pregnant um and to become a mother and like start that chapter in my life so and I wouldn't take it back but sometimes I look back on like my snapchat memories and I'm like damn I I wish that like I was in that phase of my life so much right now but it's usually on the hard days mm-hmm do you ever feel that way? Like, do you ever look, like, back in college? Because, like, you have a different perspective. So, like, you have, like, quote-unquote free time. Like, I know that you're busy, but, like, you have more flexibility to do things that you want to do usually. So, even though, like, you are in this phase right now, do you look back and feel the same way? Or do you not really feel the same way because you still feel like you kind of are there? I mean, I don't look back and envy myself in college. I don't? Hell no. I I would not want to go back. But I do wish like knowing like knowing who our true friends are now and like knowing who like really like who's a real friend and like who's going to be there in the long haul. I wish I could go back in time and like enjoy that time more with our friends when we all lived in the same city. Like that's the only thing that I do regret uh, because it's like we could have been like having literally the time of our lives. But I don't think I realized the value of those all of those friendships until we were gone which sucks. So that's my regret from college. Like everything else, like I'm just not really a huge person that parties. Like I think that we partied more when we were underage. Um, it was like once we turned 21, we were like, it's not fun anymore. No, like. Because <laughs> it's I not just, fun like legally buying drinks. Just like, I don't know. Like I just rather be at home or like hang out at people's homes. Like I just. So I don't really – and then maybe the football. Like, I miss that. I would go back and, like, relive all those football games. But, I mean, I don't really look back at that stuff and miss it because college was – I mean, it was stressful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I don't even necessarily just mean partying. I mean that too. But I think for me a big thing is, like, I feel like I went from such a contrast of, like, being able to do what I wanted when I wanted to – like now if I want to do anything by myself like I have to set up accommodations so I I feel like I went from kind of one extreme to the other and so that's kind of I don't know I guess that's my thing but yeah I we definitely did not appreciate that time or like relish in that time like nearly enough but that's what I'm saying like me I mean I'm speaking for me when I was in that time I was like trucking along to get to the next thing And I think something that I've figured out about myself is, like, I think I may be the kind of person that can't be in, like, one place too long or, like, be stagnant, I guess, without my mind start, like, spinning and, like... You're, like, your worst enemy. Oh, yeah. Your brain. Yeah, I, like, fight... I fight against myself all the time. I don't know. I think it's just different because you, like, you still have things to like look forward to not that i don't like i i feel like i'm like you sounding have, like i'm shitting on myself you don't have the big boxes left 
Yeah. I mean, you did check all the boxes pretty early in your life. Yeah, I think that is a big thing. Like, if I could, I guess, go back or, like, if I had the tools to do things differently, like, I would still want things to work out the way that they have, but, like, maybe spread it out a little further. (laughs) But it is such a kind of a double-edged sword because I'm glad that I'm a young mom. Like, I, I have never wanted to be, like, having kids in my 30s and like there is nothing wrong with that for a lot of people like that is a preference like that is such an individual choice but like I'm glad that in my 30s like my kids are going to be like really self-sufficient and I'm doing the harder things now while I'm younger and like quote unquote have more energy (laughs) I don't have energy that's scary (laughs) this is the high energy oh hell but it's such, like I said, a double-edged sword because I never wanted to be married, like, quote-unquote older, or, like, have kids older. But at the same time, like, I wish that I would have taken advantage or, like, have been able to take advantage of younger years more. But you can't really have both things. Mm-mm. Do you wish you would have had, like, a longer engagement so you could have, like, been a fiancé and, like, live in that for longer or no? I don't think me specifically because we already had kids. So, mm-hmm. like... Being a fiance was literally just a title at that point. If things were different and like we, you know, we had just moved in together and then we got engaged and then, you know, that's a season of being engaged and then a season of getting married and a season of having kids. If it went that way, I would probably say, yeah. So like that's something that I really hope for you, but I don't, I just don't think that it worked Mm -hmm. that way for me. Yeah. Like a fiance, like being a fiance, like was nothing for me. (laughs) Well, you also didn't really do like the bridal shower things or. Yeah. I mean, I would say your whole engagement wasn't really typical. Literally, the only difference is that I had a ring. Yeah. And we planned a vacation. It was a fat, it felt, how fast was it before you, was it like six months that you got engaged and then married? I got engaged February 4th and then married September 10th. Yeah, it was fast. And you had a newborn. Yep. How old was Finn when you got engaged? I was pregnant. Okay, yeah. Engaged February 4th. Finn was born May 27th. Married September 10th. So he was like, there we go. That's he was like 12 was so weeks fast. old when we got married. Okay. I was like, there was something in there that made it like crazy. Yeah, that was that. You had a newborn when you got married. I went wedding dress shopping when he was like three weeks old. I'm not jealous of you at all. Yeah. The timing of that was really not great. <laughs> <laughs> but we were also trying to work around too because like my sister-in-law was pregnant So Mm -hmm. it was like, we kind of have to do this now. Otherwise, we're going to have to wait a little while until it's kind of like more accommodating for them to travel with a baby. So like if we didn't do it, then we probably would have had to wait like at least six months. So not that that really matters, but it was like, it was just a choice. Because what's what's six months from September? October, March. I didn't really want to get married in March. Not Not that it matters, but I'm just like a later months of the year kind of gal i feel like i know like this is how you feel now so now that i'm going through the check boxes now that i'm like about to be in these different phases i'm more cognizant of it because i'm like i don't need to wish away this time that i'm in right now where i'm just a girlfriend because like some people are just like so excited to be like onto the next thing but it's like i am very aware that like I'm in a point right now that I won't be in for much longer. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like enjoying what this is for what it is and not just like wishing my current life away for like what's next, you know, because I don't think it's healthy just to always be wishing for 
like things that are you know like i i like my life right now like everything's good i just need to enjoy it today for what it's worth that's like a big hope that i have for like all my friends but even talking about you it's like especially when you're talking about getting married because if you think about it it's like if you're technically going to be together for the rest of your lives it really doesn't matter when things happen obviously having the legitimacy of marriage is a really big deal to some people and i get that but there is a certain day you specifically there's a certain point in time where you know you are going to be married by this date. So in that span of time, my hopes for you is like, don't rush things or like, don't look so forward ahead to those things because they are coming and you'll be happy when they do happen. But one day, and like people, I feel like preach this all their lives. You know, our parents, grandparents are like, you know, don't always rush to grow up and stuff like that. But it's like hard realizing it when you're still like, I'm still young, but yeah. I'm like, damn, I feel really old. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. What I feel like one day, like, we all will look back and be like, I didn't appreciate that enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to have the same conversation in, like, five years and be like, remember when we were 25? Like, you know, it's always, like, you're wishing for the days that you already had. It's a lot of, like, wanting what you don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to be aware of like the phase that we're in now and just like being present and happy. It is hard not to just think like, when am I going to get engaged? What am I, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's hard to not think about that. Exciting big things too. Yeah. It's hard not to like focus on that. So I like have to tell myself, I even tell Eric, I'm like, we have to stop talking about our engagement. Like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I love you, but stop. It's, like, kind of, like, mental torment to, like, always be wondering, like, do I need to be self-tan right now? And I'm not. (laughs) Like, I look like shit. (laughs) It's horrible. Like, I feel like you've been waking up every weekend probably being, like, I feel like every Saturday you probably wake up and you're, like, okay, this is it. Mm Mm-mm. No. I, I swear to God I haven't. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I don't, like, I'm not, like, waking up, like, oh, I'm going to get engaged today. Like, I haven't had that moment. I don't think you, like, that, but I think you're wondering, like, especially, like, when the weekends come, I think you're probably in your head, what are we doing this weekend? Well, the hard thing about me is, like, I always know what's going on, so it's, like, now I'm thinking, like, like, for example, this weekend, I'm, like, we're having my, my team, so everybody that reports to me, we're having my team's Christmas party on a Friday, and I'm, like, is this really my team's Christmas party? That's what I'm party? saying. Or is it your really a just, ploy? Your gears are just going. That's what I'm dealing with. But then I'm like, how the hell would Eric get my, one of my employees to volunteer to have this Christmas party at his house? <laughs> so it's like, that's what's going on in my mind. But like, I don't wake up and like, oh, this is the weekend. <laughs> my mind always spins like that too, because... Like with everybody going to Europe, I've asked Preston so many times, like, are we actually going? Like, did you actually figure out a way for us to go? I'm telling you, like, Addison, that's I, hurt, sad. I hurt myself. And he's like, and one time he didn't say no. He just kind of like laughed at me. And I was like, so are we going? No, literally. It's that episode of New Girl. Jess, she always has really high expectations for her birthdays. And so they do like a flashback. And Cece gave her literally just like a keychain, like from China or like of something. And it said made in China on it. And so Jess is like made in China. You're taking me to China? like for her birthday 
I'm definitely like that kind of person. And so for like the past couple of weeks, I'm like, when are you giving me the tickets? Like I need to pack. And then the day that they all left, we went over to his sister's house, like to say bye to the kids before they left. And there was like a bunch of luggage in the corner. And I was like, is our luggage actually over there? He was like, yeah, we leave in three hours and I gave you no time to prepare. You're crazy. I know. I had no idea you've been thinking that. I mean, not like legitimately, but I have definitely had a sliver of hope. Sliver of delusion. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want to call it, honey. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's that's funny. So, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's what's been going on in my mind. And especially because it's like we're in the holiday season and I'm like, there's a lot of events for the holidays. So now I'm just constantly like, this is my mindset. I'm like, am I dressing for a holiday party or am I dressing for my future engagement? And that is a mind puck, I'm telling you. So I really just have to go off of what Eric's vibe is. I'm like, I'm not getting dressed first. Like, bitch, you get dressed first. True. True. (laughs) I'm like, I'm literally sitting here in sweats. I'm like, what are you wearing? Huh? Tell me first. That's so funny. The cards are in your hands. That's so true. <laughs> so that's what's been going on in my world. With the stuff that like I've said for me, I'm like, I don't really know what to do about it, though. I think you just have to live vicariously through other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whenever you were getting married and all that stuff, it was like my day-to-day excitement wasn't like, like, I was just doing the work mundane shit. So it was like my excitement was because of you. It wasn't me. Like, you having kids and all that stuff was exciting for me. It felt like my milestones. Maybe that's true. Like, once it starts happening more for our friends, like, I guess that's true. Because, like, for Taylor's wedding, it was nice having stuff to look forward to. I feel the same way about you. And, like, dude, literally thinking about the day you tell me you're pregnant, I could start crying. (laughs) I could start motherfucking crying. (laughs) So, maybe once that stuff starts happening for my friends and, like, I don't know maybe once like our lives are a little bit more like on the same path maybe it will start to feel different because maybe like having people in the same like phase yeah maybe it won't feel so like lonely hmm. i don't feel like lonely on the day to day but it's just like i said i feel like i'm like at, i've passed this checkpoint and so it's kind of almost like literally being at the other end of like a finish line and like you're just kind of like standing there watching everybody come towards you? Kind of. I guess so. Hmm. Now that I think about it. But like I do have so many. I still do have things to look forward to. Like Via's going to start soccer soon. Or like kindergarten. Isn't that like exciting? Or is that you're going to cry about that too? Oh, <laughs> do you know who you're talking to? I'm going to cry 100%. But I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. It will be so weird. Like your house is empty in the day. Like you would be there alone. Like, I mean, what? Alone time? Who is she? Theoretically, though, but we've been talking about, I have never, ever, ever wanted to homeschool. Ever. But just with, like, how shit is nowadays, it hurts my stomach to think about sending my kids to school. I know. Mm. I have I have the same face internally. I don't want to homeschool. Like, I don't. I don't want to. I've never been that person but i don't know the just the thought of sending my kid to a school and like knowing all the things that can and do happen and it just gets like closer and closer to home and 
closer to being personal unless like shit really changes i still have like three four more years so i mean i guess we'll see like where things are at at that time but we have had conversations like we need to maybe start figuring out a way for that to be a thing or at least to like do like like a homeschooling program Mm-hmm. type thing where like that's like a thing where people oh, I know. like pitch in for teachers and stuff and kind of do like private teaching that might be a better middle ground yeah it's not it's not ideal like i don't want to do that but i don't know i mean i guess i can't really fully get in that headspace because i don't have kids because i can see like where you're coming from but i just couldn't see myself ever homeschooling my kids there was a there's a school near my house and like at the very beginning of the school year this year there was like a big incident and i had to drive by it one day going to pick up via from like her like preschool thingy and i just saw parents like lined up across the street just waiting to have access to their kids and i lost it just driving by i cannot even fathom feeling that way nonetheless like actually having something happen but i mean at the same time it's not just school you know it's like shit happens no matter where you go unfortunately nowadays so it's like what are we just gonna stay home for the rest of our lives and not do anything i don't know this is yeah because it's also like you can't just like let this impending fear of like what could happen like prevent you from like giving your kids the best like to the movies education or like experiences Mm -hmm. this episode has been like whiplash (laughs) all over the place it's like daddy issues i'm depressed (laughs) (laughs) what's new school safety i could have that on a sweatshirt my mind depressed and daddy issues (laughs) daddy issues that's our new merch pink and bio Oh my God. What would you say, like, if you could go back and tell yourself or, like, tell someone starting college now, like, do you have any, like, words, like, that you would want to give them, like, about, like, wishing time away or anything like that? I just feel like it's the same stuff that people always told us. Like I said, like, don't grow up too fast. Don't wish, don't just truck forward to the next thing all the time. But it's just so much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And again, this is kind of dark, but, like, me specifically like I've always had mental health issues so I think it's always looked different in each stage that I've had being in school and like being stressed out about classes and stuff like that like that has the ability to take a negative effect and then you know whatever I feel like it looks different in all the different stages that you're in in life but when you're like struggling with mental health issues I feel like it's easy to be like if I can get through this now and get to the next phase like I'll feel better I'll be happier all Mm -hmm. this stuff and like maybe that's true for a little while but at the end of the day if you got mental illness you got mental illness like no matter what (laughs) yeah like getting to the next stage isn't gonna make you happier yeah because like your problems are just gonna change yeah they're just gonna look different yeah that's a that's very true like I think I always thought like oh once I get graduate college and like get a job like it's gonna be easier I'm gonna be happier whatever and it's like sure like whenever you graduate yeah you're gonna be really happy but then you're gonna start a job and like working a job has its own issues of itself like there's always gonna be things that you're gonna deal with so like don't wish away that time that you're in I'm really having a hard time with that right now because this three-year-old is kicking my ass emotional abuse torment like every day is just like such a struggle like everything is a fight really yes everything is a fight like she just doesn't want to do what she's told or like yeah she she doesn't listen worth a shit and i'm having a hard time with it because i was always like i'm a very like obedient 
person. I'm a rule follower. I'm very like black and white. And she's just so headstrong. And I'm happy about that generally. But when it comes to parenting her, it is so hard because I I am I always have been and I'm very much still like a people pleaser and I never want people to be upset with me. Whereas she's just like, if I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that. You need to talk to my mom because that was me. It's like she doesn't care. Like I'm like, I'll count to her. I'll try to talk to her. You know, like I genuinely try all these things and it's like she holds up a middle finger into my face and I'm like dumbfounded by it. I don't know what to do because I have never been that kid or that person so she's unfazed by a lot of things that would immediately work for me Mm -hmm. we're different people so yeah sure that makes sense but she's also just a very headstrong kid and just three in general three's a hard age terrible twos are nothing on this three-nager okay i think you should talk to my mom because like my mom used to say like i would give her so much hell and like but my mom always knew i was like never gonna like let anything stand in my way because like Mm -hmm. if i set my mind to something like i will do it totally and like i will be fine on my own just because like i was that person like i would boss around my like daycare teachers like i'd be like no this is not Mm playtime this is nap time yeah like that was me as a kid yeah she's very much a leader (laughs) (laughs) There's so many qualities that I see in her already that, like, I want her to have so genuinely. But, like, we got to figure out how to maybe, like, use her powers for good instead of evil type thing. (laughs) All of that to say, like, especially with VR right now, like, it's just a really hard time. And so I know I think about this almost every day. I look forward to, like, I love her so deeply to my core but there are some days where I just like straight up do not like her and I look forward to the days where like we can hang out and it's fun and like not everything is such a battle but again I know that I'm gonna look back and like she's never gonna be this small Mm -hmm. she's never going to be like this innocent and like impressionable yeah it's crazy because she's still like a baby Mm -hmm. even though she's like a little mini human it's like she's still like yeah so new to this world you know she's just figuring everything out especially like with finn he's in a really good age because like we can communicate and he is self-sufficient in a lot of ways but he doesn't have like an attitude yet like she does (laughs) and so like i'm having a lot of an easier time with him but it reminds me like she kind of used to be that way too Mm -hmm. and like it makes me like miss that part of her but yeah like that's just something that I think about every day because I'm like I am like barely holding my head above water with her some days but still when she's 17 I know there's like going to be days where I would do anything like to have this back mm-hmm. she's killing me though. <laughs> she's funny no both of your kids are funny last night we went to dinner and Finn was like putting on like an oscar winning like award of like acting guys he's a gemini okay it was hilarious he literally if anyone were to look at him he like oh yeah i forgot i'm supposed to be acting upset and then he'd put his whole face <laughs> face plan on the table just like staring at the table he just like knew exactly when to turn it on he just drama but not i've in never a bad seen way. anything like that like whoa yeah he was being i'm like wow it really starts this young Oh, yeah. Like, what? This man is a full-on actor. Yeah. I'm giving him an Emmy. That was a production. That's literally the, like, 
symbol for Gemini's is those two theater faces. Like where one's happy, like those masks. That's the symbolism for a Gemini. Tell me that isn't him. I believe it now because wow. It was so funny. Like one minute he'd be fine and then I like look at him and he's like, oh, I gotta put my face down now and look sad. Yeah. I'm like, how is this child like like it's just crazy. Like how is how are you thinking of this? Like it's in your nature to be the drama. Yeah. Like he was born the drama but he's but he's also really sweet yeah but he's like definitely less of like he was putting on a show last night but in general he's way less of a dramatic kid i guess like right now that's funny but yeah i think that may be like why i'm thinking about all of this so much is where i'm kind of just looking around and i'm like what now because i hate to say this but it's i think it's just the truth of the matter like i'm not thriving i don't feel at this point in my life and I think maybe if things were like a little bit different, maybe I wouldn't be like thinking that so much. I don't know. I just kind of think that you're the person that will always, always no, kind of I, have that I, I mindset. I think that too. Like I think even if like you are making like racks on racks on racks, it's like you're going to have just like different things, you know, and yeah. then you're going to be like, well, I don't have this or. Yeah. And I mean, maybe me saying that is just what we've said. Like if this was different, I would feel this way, but. There's always going to be something. I think I think like a big thing in life is just trying to figure out like how to get through that and to like actually find peace in where you're at and appreciation at the same time while you're there. Mhm. I don't have an answer. I kind of feel sad for you. Like <laughs> I wish that you were like, you know. I know I feel like I'm sounding like really shitty about my own life and I'm not trying to I think that there are a lot of people that feel that way and I think it might kind of be like taboo to talk about because it's not that I'm not happy with my life like I'm very happy with my life but like I think it's still okay to be like how did I get here what happened kind Mm -hmm. of thing I don't know you don't have to feel sad for me no it's just like I think if like young Addison like if 14 year old Addison could see like where you're at where you are now like she would just be like so excited and like so happy. Yeah. You, even when you say that, you're like, yeah, no, yeah, no. No, I know that it's true. It's just the thing is that like I'm not not happy. Like I, yeah, I can't know. stress that enough. I think again, it's just like me being my own worst enemy and like, yeah, not having the next like big life milestone. It's just like cricket. What now? I mean, you could have another baby. Or you could have a baby. You could have a you pregnancy could... pact. Hey. Who was it? Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> me and our friend Matt made like a pregnancy pact in front of Addison. You may as well slapped me across the fucking face. You didn't. Here's the thing. You started popping out babies. Irrelevant. When I was not. Irrelevant. No. Who was I supposed to get pregnant by? Irrelevant to the situation. <laughs> It's your fault. <laughs> Preston's fault. Yeah, Preston. Damn, could you have slowed down for a minute, fella? Sheesh. I'm just saying there is still more time. No, there's not. What about adopting a baby? No. Then you didn't have to get pregnant. I don't mind being pregnant. Eh. <laughs> we all know that's not true. No, there's so many pros and cons to being pregnant. There's so I'm not talking many. about the whole giving birth. Like the pregnant's fine, but no. like you have to exit the baby out of you and bring it here. And I, I can't handle another Addison birth story. <laughs> you think? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. But I would donate my eggs so that people could adopt the embryos. 
Okay, Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon. Didn't he just have his 11th child? Uh, yeah. But you saying Nick. Do you want to talk about Nick Carter just to contribute to the whiplash of all of this? Sure. I have no idea what WhatsApp was happening with him. So. Do you have anything else to contribute to this conversation? No. I, that's all I really have in my brain. I'm happy that you still have things to look forward to, like big things. And I'm happy to be alongside of that. Oh. Oh. Well, you do too. They're just different. They're just different. Now yeah. it's like you're looking forward to your children's milestones. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm still a person that yeah. like, needs things too. Yeah. I don't know about that one. It's a conundrum. Okay. So all this stuff with Nick Carter is batshit crazy. So did you see that he was accused? Let me just trigger warning here. We're going to be talking about sexual assault. So if you're not cool with that, we'll see you next week. Have you seen that, that um, a girl had accused him of raping her? No. Okay. So let me just read you this article from E. In court documents filed December 8th, plaintiff Shannon Ruth, or Shay Ruth, who has autism and cerebral palsy, sued Carter for sexual battery and intentional and negligent infliction of emotional distress. In the lawsuit, Ruth, who was 17 at the time, alleged that Carter invited her onto his tour bus after meeting him in the autograph line at a February 2001 Backstreet Boys concert. The documents claim that Carter brought Ruth to the bathroom and then demanded she perform oral sex on him. Afterward, the singer allegedly continued to sexually assault her on a bed and would not let her leave the tour bus. The plaintiff also alleged that she was a virgin before the encounter and that she contracted HPV after the experience. Fucked. What the fuck? So then his team's response. This claim about an incident that supposedly took place more than 20 years ago is not only legally meritless, but also entirely untrue. Unfortunately, for several years now, Miss Ruth has been manipulated into making false, false allegations about Nick, and those allegations have changed repeatedly and materially over time. So the Backstreet Boys were supposed to have like a holiday um, like concert special that was supposed to be on ABC in a couple days from now, and they pulled it like immediately, like it's not going on anymore and so when this first came out a few days ago i was like i don't know like is this kind of the problem of you know cancel culture and those kinds of things like are people not supposed to be innocent until proven guilty like unfortunately it's a fucked up thing because you of course always 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 want to believe a victim but like there are a lot of cases where people say stuff against celebrities and then they're just reprimanded immediately and then things come out after where like maybe it didn't happen and in those situations like that's obviously different than when something did happen so when i first saw it, it was like this allegation came out boom pulled the special and i was like that kind of seems like rash but then i started looking more into it and it is not rash so apparently there have been like multiple times where people have accused him of things i can't find what i was looking at but there have been other people in the past that have like come forward with things about him but didn't pursue it legally because it was past the statute of limitations with where they were but now with shay reporting this there's two or three other women that are reporting things with him alongside with her and then so when aaron was still alive he had claimed for a long time that nick had abused him growing up and that their sister had sexually assaulted him aaron growing up but he had like so many mental health issues that they all were just kind of like he's crazy like don't listen to him and people i think like kind of did that and just push pushed him off to the side but then now that all this stuff with shay is coming up these things that aaron used to say are coming out again and it's like damn maybe we should have listened to him because 
Aaron had claimed for a long time that Nick had admitted to him about raping an elderly woman who was 91 years old and so this like old tweet of his came up um it says hey fbi my brother raped mildred and told me in confidence in his pickup truck that she was 91 years old and my brother told me he covered her mouth so no one could hear her scream put me on a polygraph machine please fbi my mother knows she was taking care of two elderly women who were on hospice mildred and opal who my mother was keeping alive fbi what are you going to do about that nothing i'm reporting a rape from nick on an elderly woman who was dying and was 91 strap nick up to a polygraph machine and a really good one please what in the world what a sick person and like the stories kind of all sound similar like if you look at the details of all of these they're all very forceful and power ridden and so assaulting an elderly woman assaulting a girl who has autism and cerebral palsy exactly like they're what they're all people that are like in very vulnerable positions and i don't know so now like with all this stuff coming out not that it's even all coming out because it has been out i think people just totally brushed Aaron off because he was open about like struggling with mental health and addiction but like doesn't invalidate things that people say wow i'm shocked i haven't heard any of this it's a lot and i think it's a good decision for the special to be canceled what like wow that just makes me sick to my stomach Oh my god. I don't know. I feel sad for Aaron because I think people really like manipulated his addictions and his issues against him when he was just kind of, I think, like screaming for help and like hoping that people would listen to him. Makes me sad. Well, I think I've had enough whiplash (laughs) for one day. I think I need to recover from this one. (laughs) I need to go sit in my thoughts now for a couple hours. (laughs) I need to think about my life seriously like wow okay next episode is gonna need to be a little bit lighter next week is the week of christmas so i think we should do like a holly cheery episode Ooh! if anybody has any funny holiday stories that you want to contribute send them our way i know i have two hilarious christmas stories that i will be sharing but if anybody else has any like please i love funny stories doesn't everybody i know i do next week we'll keep it a little bit more up yeah, we've had enough trauma dump for today. <laughs> Thanks so much. That's that on that. Thank you so much for being a part of my quarter life crisis. Please tell a friend to tell a friend all about my quarter life crisis. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at myquarterlifecrisis.pod. You can follow me on Instagram at caroline.clon, C-L-O-N. You can find me at Addison Eteaki, E-T-E-A-K-I. Until next week, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.